When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is what I want to start the podcast with. What is your most recent spur of the moment gift for yourself? Mm. Most recent? Yeah. Mm. And you can yesterday. Re- or I guess you can you can remember. Then yesterday. Can remember. I made a spur of the moment yesterday. purchase or two days. No, yesterday. And I should probably tell okay. you about it. Maybe it's too late. So apparently Adidas had these Kyle Lowry shirts. Okay. Um, it says forever home. Toronto and on the back it says it has Lowry 7 it lists all of his accomplishments Uh, this was a thing back in I don't know I want to say December Uh, obviously it sold Mm -hmm. out super quick they restocked Mm -hmm. yesterday and I jumped on Mm. it so that was very much is that is but is it is it spurred the moment because you decided that you wanted to get that in like December Mm, and the fact that it was just back into stock that's a good point it, you know what I mean? That's a good point. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll say, keep you I'll say that it's a spur of the moment only because it's like I was like doing stuff for work, whatever. And then I was online and it's like, um, just on the internet. It's like, oh yeah, it's restocked today. <laughs> I'm doing this right now. But yeah. that's not for, that's kind of, but not really. I, I know what your definition yeah. is. I get it. This doesn't quite follow that. Yeah. Why? What's yeah. yours? What's yours? No, well, I, I, my, mine would be, uh, I showed you a picture of that jason yes. mask light that i have i yes. bought that dude that thing was 50 bucks that was <laughs> like, like it was 
It wasn't. It, it wasn't like cheap. Walking to the, to the cash register, want, just sitting well, there, and you grabbed it. <laughs> that's that's exactly what happened. I would. I always like to go into like whenever we go to the mall. There's a couple of shops that I don't mind going into, like not to buy, not to buy, just to browse. And a few of them is like EB Games and uh, what's the other one? Sunrise Records. Just just to browse. So I go to EB Games and I go and I walk around and I see this one Jason Voorhees mask, and I'm a huge fan of Jason Voorhees, mm. obviously because. Uh, I like my name. I don't know. I don't know. How do yeah. you, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I saw it. It was, there was only one. And then Christine's like, you have to get that. You have to. So I, I asked them to open it. And then they, and then I was like, "Is this is the only one, right? You guys aren't going to get any? They're like, no. I'm like, all right, let's get it. Let's get it. So he's my guiding light whenever I'm working on this desk. Amazing. That, that my friend, is a spur of the moment. That is a spur of the moment. And I'm sure yes. I'll think of something that's spur of the moment. Um, actually, you know, I can, I can, I don't know if I'm just going to, no, I, I'm going to say that this, this more fits that definition and, okay. uh, you know, on, on Raptors Twitter, whenever, if, if you're, if you've ever followed great Dane 92 or Dana smart, she has oh, outstanding work and absolutely, uh, the very first, and I've done several spur of the moment purchases whenever she drops something and there's for hers, there's no warning. It's like. She creates all kinds of great artwork. And then one day it's just yeah. like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm selling it uh, as a yeah. mug or a t-shirt or whatever. I want to say I her and AC Bannerman are, are, are on yeah. the, that year. Those like are, if they're yeah. dropping something, you got to, you got to, you got to get, you just like, you know, shut up and take my money kind of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> shouts to, to both of them. Like uh, Dana has been a, a supplier of me for stuff for my office, uh, Christmas gifts for Amazing. Raptors friends. And Casey Bannerman shouts to him like I yeah. I mean yesterday was it yesterday two years ago he had the Kawhi jersey drop yeah like, the Kawhi oh shot gosh. I think that was sold out in like mere seconds yeah like I thought I thought getting concert tickets was hard but damn Casey <laughs> <laughs> my God uh well uh welcome to that's a Raptor rap podcast a podcast by raptors fans for raptors fans you can clearly tell that myself and jay haven't talked to each other for a while um i believe you were on a march break uh vacay with your with your family which how was that it was good it was good man like just having to spend time with the fam is always recommended as a as a, a way and also getting away from from work right it's it's a good yeah. way to to get away and and, and I guess deal with the stress of dealing with kids and, and a dog, but like at the same time, it's it's good, man. Yeah. It's it's good not having to worry about work every now and then. And you know, yeah. a lot of us here, especially during the pandemic, you you can't use you can't really use sick days or, or personal days or vacation days because you're you're kind of at home already. But I'd recommend mm. it. Like use up all your vacation days. Like uh, last year, I had so many vacation days rolled up that when because uh, you're only allowed to carry them over one year. Um, you can't carry it over over two years. So Got it. I ended up taking like ten consecutive Fridays off, and I gotta hey. tell you, four day weeks, man, that's where it's at. They should start. They should just start implementing that. They should. You know, would totally. you would you give up vacation days if you could have four day weeks? Hmm. I'm gonna say no to that, even though I just said I'd love four day work weeks. <laughs> I need some flexibility, I, right? Like I would probably say no to the two. I feel like yeah. I need to accumulate my vacation days still, even even anyways. Um, but okay, so we are recording this on a Friday, March 25th, uh, a day after the Raptors basically won the, as Will Lou would call it, the play in before the play in 
tournament. They beat the uh, now tied for sixth place Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, a pretty convincing 117-104 victory. Um, I want to break that down uh, because I feel like that was one of the biggest games for the Raptors uh, for this season, just because of the implications when it comes to the standings and also the whole, you know, Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley talk. But I, I, sir, was at the game. Um, yes, and you were. It was happy belated inc- birthday to you, my friend. I uh, thank you. I uh, thank you. I totally got myself some puccini uh, for myself. I splurged a little bit and. And uh, it was it was a fun game. I tell you that. And I think you could feel it in the arena. You know, you've been to playoffs games before, man. You've been to big games before where you kind of walk around the arena, at the concourse at the 100 and 300 levels. And you see like you and I used to be one of those guys who, you know, walk around the concourse to hype up fans. Like they're the same people who were doing that with like the giant head figures of Siakam and Pascal or Siakam and Fred. And they're just hyping up the crowd and you could feel the playoff atmosphere. So it was an incredible game to be a part of. It was a sold out crowd. I kept my mask on. I saw some people keeping their mask on, so I appreciate it. But I kept it on just to be be safe, and I was cheering hard as loud as I could with my Raptors mask. But outside of that, I mean, it was an incredible game. Let's let's break that down, man. 117-104, player of the game, no question, Pascal Siakam. Yes? Agreed. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And before we jump into Pascal, you know, one more note on that victory. And on the note of vacation, that victory also guarantees that the Raptors are at least going to play a play-in game. So they cannot drop Mm -hmm. as low as 11th anymore. But that was a foregone conclusion. So that guarantees that they do not have an early vacation. Uh, As it pertains to the impact of that game, yeah, we'll we'll definitely break that down more. But let's talk about Pascal first. There was, and I tweeted about this, there was a stretch the last four minutes of the game. Cleveland was, was, you know, they're, they're not an easy team to beat you know we lost to them all three mm-hmm. times this year uh, well two i don't count the one on boxing yeah no, you That's, can't no you can't Mm-mm. it's just like how we don't count the entire tampa season we don't count that one game <laughs> yeah. on boxing day where it, it sucks it sucks how they have the tiebreaker yeah. you know quote unquote because of because that. of that exactly of, that game shouldn't have started that game shouldn't have been you know, counted for at all, but you know, that, that them's the breaks, but sorry, continue. Yeah, no, no, no. You're absolutely right. But you know, yeah, like you said, them's the breaks. And now the Raptors are one in three against Cleveland and Chicago. So mm. it, it just adds a little bit more weight to the remaining games here. Right. But you can't fault Pascal for what he's done. Like he's slowly built up to this throughout his return from shoulder surgery. Right. And I know he started off a bit slow in December, but Holy moly, ever since the the calendar flipped to 2022, he's been on a rampage. And, mm-hmm. you know, I like, like I was saying earlier, he had this stretch near the end of the game where, you know, Cleveland is still hanging around. They just cut the lead to eight and they were still there with four minutes left. There was not, the game was not in the bag at that point, even though mm. the Raptors never gave up the lead in the second half. But just to make sure they didn't get any bit closer, Siakam just took over. And it was five consecutive possessions where he either scored or assisted on a bucket. And he got all 10 of his fourth quarter points in that small two-minute spurt. And yeah, basically led the Raptors to victory. And his his dagger three just under the two-minute mark, that 
solidified it and that brought it to garbage time. So it, it's much more than the scoring, right? It's 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 the impact he's having defensively. It is the way he's finding cutters and and open shooters. Like he he's mastered his ability to create space for himself and for his teammates. And you know what was the case a couple of years ago where people knew him for his ability to spin and and Miles Bridges is definitely rapping about it now, but it's <laughs> he's using Terrible that spin. I, I know, right? I mean, why not say spun? That that bugs me. He doesn't say spun. <laughs> why is it spinned? Uh, you're grammatically correcting a player who's trying to rap. Okay. <laughs> but now he's utilizing the spin not just to create for himself, but also to create for his teammates. And, uh, you know, that's just right. one of the many aspects in which he's he's improved this year and you know, uh, I, I don't know if you want to jump into this right now, but he's definitely entered the All NBA conversation. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, if I know that there's only uh, three teams, or you know, f- top fives of the first team, third, second team, third team NBA, he's like solidifying himself as a thirteen. There has to be a, a, a very hard look at a conversation of him being in that third team. I know that these these players have bonuses too, so don't think that Pascal isn't thinking about that. I want to put point this out: Pascal played thirty two minutes. 32 minutes in this game and scored 35 five for five from three uh, from the three throw six for seven from the three-point line 12 of 20 with five rebounds six assists holy crap plus nine i mean he was incredible each time and i'm watching this live it's different when you're watching it on tv i tell you there was nobody that could stop uh, Pascal Siak and Kevin Love, marking him, Okru, Mobley, Garland, Stevens, Osman, anybody that they tried to throw, Lavert, anybody who tried to throw at Siakam, nobody could stop him. There was one play I remember it was in third quarter as well, where I believe uh, it was like an and one shot fade away. Uh, it was either Markham or Osman that was trying to guard him, and he got uh, like he did it like a nice little spin, faded away, and then they whomever the defender was trying to block and fouled him, and that was the one where Scotty Barnes was like hyping him on the ground yeah. while he was that was marketing up. He was like, he was he was lighting was up marketing. Yeah. Woo. The one thing I loved is that Fred Van Vliet. Now Fred Van Vliet is. Um, you would say that's they're probably the leader, right? They're the, he's the all-star of this team. But he himself was like, holy crap, what just happened? Like mm-hmm. he was, he he like put his prayer hands up in the air. Like, wow, I can't believe that this guy is my teammate. You're talking about Fred Van Vliet. He's, he's been playing with Siakam for six years now. And, and he's, and, and he's still, and Siakam is still like making him in awe, like making him an all-star in awe. Like Pascal, Right now, whomever has hated him before, whomever is has the uh, you know jumped off the bandwagon or whatever after that that season where he had his career lows, you can't get back on, man. Like if you want to, sure, fine. The 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 bandwagon is wide open, but Siakam, all NBA, he is incredible, incredible. I loved watching him basically not force anything let his game come to him and shoot with confidence i remember even like last year a couple in the beginning of the season uh when he came back from his surgery uh, he was hesitant to shoot the three and now it's just like he's open all right let it fly you know Mm -hmm. the confidence is back in pascal i i absolutely loved him um 
another thing I wanted to point out is that you were the one I was going in blind. I didn't have well, I was on the subway, so I couldn't really see any Josh Lewenberg or Doug Smith kind of notifications. But I didn't know OG was going to be back so quickly. OG played he even started the game 26 minutes four for eight from a three-point and no Gary Trent so obviously we need some sort of shooting and OG definitely sparked it with the with that three-point shooting in the like as soon as the 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 ball tipped yeah and when one thing that that I think is whenever someone comes back from an injury I think they're depending on what the injury is there's sometimes there's an expectation that they're going to be a little bit slow to get back into game reps and yeah, it it certainly didn't look like that with OG. But if you think about his his injury itself, it's a finger, right? Like I'm I'm not trying to downplay the injury, but it's like his legs were fine. Like he could definitely still work on his cardio while he's away and and work on his mm-hmm. his uh, his his handling in certain points. But like it's the cardio part of it is is wasn't a concern. Right. So I think that, right. you know, when you're trying to work yourself back from from injury now, let's, let's think about let someone like Gary Trent Jr. Right. Like he has a hyperextended toe that will affect your cardio because you cannot run. Right. So when he comes back and he is listed as questionable for Saturday's game against the Pacers, if and when he comes back, there might be some cardio issues with him. But with OG, that wasn't the case. And, and cardio is an important part of OG's game because he's such an important defender on this team, right? And he has to be able to move laterally and mm-hmm. and keep up with the, the the best opposing offensive players. And, you know, he was able to do that. And, and his defensive abilities were definitely on display in this totally, incredibly pivotal game. So, yeah, it was... Uh, it, the fact that his shooting stroke was was still pristine is 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 almost like a bonus because, again, that's... The and he was heavily wrapped that that finger. Yeah, to see yeah. that he was still mm-hmm. able to fire away. I think he hit what would he hit like his three of his first four three pointers. I can't remember what the exact numbers were, but he was laying it up, and that's that extra dimension. Just just is another piece to the puzzle here, right? And you know when we talk about Siakam and his ability to create for himself and his teammates, that's another shooter for him, right? And if we think about yeah. uh, the how this affects the, the the lineups, you know, maybe this this no longer needs has the need for for Kem Birch to be in the starting lineup, and he can put in some minutes off the bench, right? It, it, there there are just so many permutations and dom, a, a domino effect of of OG's impact, and that was on full display last night. Yeah, I, I think Kem Birch is definitely a. Uh, he's a very impactful player. I'll, I'll give you that. As a starter, it's it's going to be a little bit rough for him to you know put in the role for someone like an OG when he was out or a, a Gary Trent because obviously he's not he's not a shooter. He's going to give you a serviceable 13, 15 minutes, but don't expect him to give you double digit points that's why when you need you need somebody like og and hopefully gary Trent to come back because it spreads the floor for someone like fred and and pascal of course the two guys are going to bring it home for you um i want to talk about fred as well he played a little bit longer than i really wanted him to 39 minutes but uh even at that 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 time frame he still was a plus 15 uh he shot two for two for five from the three-point line but he is not you can kind of, you can clearly tell he's not 100%. Um, I, I know that it, I'm glad that they're back home, uh, but even like watching him live, 
someone like I know that Garland is a pretty good defender, but there's something about like his first step or trying to get open or uh, he's just not there yet i want to say maybe i don't know 70 percent if you were to put a figure to it he's just not there yet and and that which is okay um i just wish he didn't have to play something like a 39 minutes which is why i was very excited to see someone like armani brooks man armani brooks is has to be one of the most exciting 10-day contracts second 10-day contracts we've ever seen on this team holy crap man i mean He's not going. He's not going to light it up on you. But every single shot. Did you ever notice that that every single shot that he's ever taken for the Toronto Raptors has been a three pointer? And he's made. <laughs> I, I think. I think at least forty percent of them. When you know I, your role, you know your role, right? Like exactly. That's, that's what Absolutely. his role is, right? And, well, when you're in Houston, everybody is going to shoot threes. There's no two pointers in that team, right? That's true. I he, he like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but do you think that they're going to sign him for the rest of the season? Uh, so, you know, the word around this is that, again, we are recording this on Friday afternoon, that uh, there was a tweet that's got that sent out by Doug Smith uh, late Thursday. Oh, I heard I heard about that. Yeah, that, yeah, he did say that Armani Brooks was signed to a contract, for a two-year contract, <laughs> and he meant it as a joke, but it's it's much more different when you lay it out the way he did. It looked like an actual announcement, and you are who you are, which Doug Smith is a reputable reporter, so... You know the, the, you know your clutch points and your NBA centrals. They all jumped on that and said it's preached it as as final word. And word got around that it actually was a joke. So I yeah. I I'd, I'd caution the the that kind of humor if for someone of his stature. I mean that's kind of a joke that that you and I can make because we're not you know <laughs> we're not respected <laughs> Raptors media members, right? But at yeah. the, on, the, on the flip side. Um, Word is from Michael Grange as of the last hour or so that, you know, in speaking with Nick Nurse, basically Nick Nurse said that our money books will be signed for the remainder of the season. Um, nice. Whether or not you want to believe that one uh, is, is is totally up to you. But uh, it, it does sound like our money books is, has earned himself a, a roster spot. The trickle down effect of this is you know, if you remember what we were discussing earlier this season was that, you know, the Raptors have this open spot. Uh, it's quite possible based off of his play earlier in the season that that was just going to be filled by Justin Champagny. And then uh, the Raptors would fill his two-way spot with someone else. But, uh, you know, as we've seen, or I guess not seen, is Champagny's been spending most of his time in the G League. And rightfully mm -hmm. so, right? He's a rookie. He still has to get in some reps. So that spot is still there, and it does sound like Brooks will be the one who will fill it. He has fit in quite seamlessly. Um, yes, he has. And, and it, well, what was it, during the trade deadline? What was the two main things that the Raptors fans wanted wanted for Masai and Bobby? It was one either another you know center or a center in itself, or some more shooting. They got the six nine power forward that you know seamlessly uh, goes into the team uh, with Thad Young. And now they have a shooter. So I don't understand why they wouldn't sign somebody like Armani Brooks who can fill the role as a distributor, fill the role as a point guard while Malachi Flynn is still injured and also can shoot. I, I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't sign him for the rest of the season. And I think the cherry on top and something that none of us really, well, most of us didn't see coming. Is yes, we knew he was a shooter coming into this, but 
his ability to pick up Nick Nurse's very complex defensive schemes mm -hmm. has been the cherry on top, right? And that is like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, he's not a defensive liability as, again, I, and I hate to call him out, but the only other shooter on the bench who's known as a shooter is, is Fima Hailuk. And, you know, there would be times where there'd be defensive lapses on his part. And while he, he has the highlight reel, you know, re, one hand rebounds that he can get from time to time, uh, there's also the 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 lapses where where Cutters would would go behind him and he would he'd miss his defenders every now and then and mm -hmm. that's why he's parked at the end of the bench. But someone like Brooks comes in, you know, he's already started a couple of games and he's really Sean like on both ends of the floor. So yeah, excited for him uh, until it's actually official. I get it, but like you know, it's a, it, this is good for for the Raptors that. They've got another depth piece here, and you know who's to say yeah. if he'll actually get any meaningful minutes come playoff time when the rotations, you know, get slimmer and and get narrowed down to like eight or nine. But for now, and with nine games remaining, you know he's he's got some uh, some good runway here to to make a mark on the team. Okay, bro, nine games left. I have to ask you. I know that you were on Roger's show, Fan Five Ninety, and he even asked you who you would be afraid to face in the playoffs at the moment, bro. At the moment. Uh, again, the, the Raptors and Cavs are tied for sixth place. The Cavaliers are actually playing the Bulls, whom are only one game ahead of both the Cavaliers and the Raptors. So whomever was going to lose or win, we're going to gain at least half a game uh, up um, to, the, to that respective team. Is there anybody that you do not want to meet in the playoffs? Um Hopefully we get the 60s so we can avoid the play-in tournament, but is there anybody that you wouldn't wish that we would face in the playoffs? Or is this more of a free-for-all, like, let's go, balls to the wall, doesn't matter. When we get to the playoffs, anything can happen. The answer hasn't changed, unfortunately. <laughs> it's still Boston. Is it? Okay. It still is Boston. They are playing the best uh, basketball in the NBA right now. Five, five win well, I guess the Suns have the seven-game win streak, but right now the Celtics are deadly. Nine and one of the last ten. Yeah, and over the last uh, month, I believe they have the number one net rating, and that just matches what we're seeing on the court, right? They're just pounding every team to the ground defensively mm -hmm. and, and offensively. You know, Tatum is still Tatum, right? So, um, yeah, they're, they're the team I don't want to face. But at the same time, how much of that can you really control? You can't. That's true. I, I I get that the Raptors can probably you know win or lose their way into the fifth, sixth, or seventh spot here, but uh, on the flip side, seeds one to four are only separated by a game and a half. So that could change by the end of today, by the end of tomorrow. Right. Right now, Miami's in mm -hmm. first, but in a couple of days, they could be down to fourth. Right. So. Uh, unfortunately, those top four are all locked in together, and and the the next group of folks are the the, the Bulls, Cavs, and Raptors. So, it's going to be a crapshoot all the way up until the final day of the season in terms of how these teams are going to match up and who's going to match up with whom. I would just really like it if that team wasn't the Celtics. Yeah, it was, it's crazy looking at the standings right now. One through four could change in a day or two. Five through seven could change in a day or two eight through 10 could change in a day or two. Like it is by this time you would 
you would by this time of the season you would kind of see who is gonna go where right and you're like okay this person's gonna play this and blah blah blah, blah and you kind of have the series gone or or you have the standings and and your brackets already filled out but i have no idea who's gonna face who i think that's the best part of watching this eastern conference it's so so tight right now so then let me let me flip the question well sorry do you agree that boston's the one or is there another team that you have in mind that you don't um, want to face I, I'm on I'm on the the ropes of saying as long as we get out of the play in, let's get out of the play in, and no matter what happens, it happens. I feel like we have a great chance against uh, any team. Honestly, honestly speaking, if we are healthy, Fred healthy, OG's back, Gary back, hopefully healthy in the coming days. See, uh, I can play how he is, and outside of like i don't know i guess the celtics yeah i guess the celtics and of course the the nets um i don't know i i honestly don't see us it's not going to be a blowout for any team i don't think any team wants to face the raptors i'm going to continue to stick with that narrative no team right now wants to play the toronto raptors in the first uh first round because that's going to be a dogfight and i would say that um my concern about the plane isn't necessarily because of the nets because you know there there are a couple of factors there right for for one uh it, it does look like if the raptors were to stay in the plane they would be hosting which means Kyrie Irving can still not play so that's mm-hmm. one part mm-hmm. uh another part of that is that even if the raptors do and this is the thing is like they they people keep saying we want to avoid the plane because you know it's a do or die game against the nets it's not a do or die game if you lose you're still in you're just not going to be the seventh seed, right? Like, I get it. I get mm. the concern about having to face Durant in a one-game playoff. But again, no Irving. Probably no Simmons at this point. And, yes. yeah. and again, if you lose, you're, you're not actually out. I guess where my concern in is, is that, you know, a loss to the Nets and a drop to the 8-9 the playoff. Now, that one's a do-or-die. And while the Raptors have won the season series against the Hornets and they lead the season series with the Hawks, both of those teams offer a bit of unpredictability to them, right? The Hornets, again, while the Raptors have won the season series, the Hornets have been a thorn in our side in terms of they are Mm -hmm. one of the few teams in the NBA who can match, who, like, they they swept, no, they didn't sweep, but they, they were one of the few teams that could run a small ball lineup that was as good or as efficient as the Raptors, well, as early as last year, right? So this is a bit different, but still, they have that. And again, in a one-game playoff, who knows what could happen? And then when you look at the Hawks, they are one of the top teams in the NBA in terms of getting to the free throw line. And that's one area that the Raptors will always struggle with because this is an aggressive D that tries to generate steals, which will in turn generate a lot of fouls, right? So Mm-hmm. I get that's why I'm concerned about the play and not so much the Nets alone, but just that there is enough unpredictability there that they may not make it out. But having mm-hmm. said all that, I'm fairly confident the Raptors are not going to be in the play in. Um, yeah. There, seven I, seven I, of their last nine games are home. The two road games that are left are against lottery teams in Orlando and New York. So I like the Raptors' chances of moving out until at least the sixth spot, if not the fifth. 
It's going to be interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Celtics are playing. So our next couple of games, the Pacers, we got to get that on Saturday. And then we got the Celtics and the Timberwolves. And don't turn, don't, you know, snark at the Timberwolves because they're playing pretty good basketball right now. That's seven to three of the last 10. And then we got Magic, who we lost to. And then the return of Kyle Lowry on Sunday. That's going to be a pretty big one. I know we're going to talk about that uh, uh, next week. Uh, and obviously ramping up for some of our uh, playoff talk, but this is going to be an interesting stretch. I know I said that in the in the, in the Western Western road trip where we went where we basically swept the entire West. But hey, man, you you gotta you gotta look at the bigger picture right now. So let's take a real let's get like a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about we'll talk about that Miami Heat team actually. Talk to you guys soon. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. In the beginning of the episode, we were talking about, of course, your Toronto Raptors, who basically played in the play-in before the play-in, as William Liu would say, and we won against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So right now, the Raptors are standing tied for six. Again, Cleveland Cavaliers have the advantage, the tiebreaker, um, but... This is the home stretch, man. I'm. I, I said it, but I said it in the last episode with Dre. I think clear. I honestly do think that the Raptors have a good chance of taking that fifth seat. But we'll see. Uh, next week is going to be the 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 last weekend until we get into the playoffs. So before we go into that, Jay, I know that you saw that clip with the Miami Heat uh, tussle. You'd say when it came to the bench. I think this was in Miami. So. The last game they played was against the Golden State Warriors, and they got a Drebin. Uh, they, they, I think it was on some sort of timeout, and Spo was having an argument with Jimmy Butler, and you can faintly see Spo saying, "Oh, you're gonna fight me? You want to fight me for some reason?" And to Jimmy Butler, and then you see who Dennis has been going like defending his coach, saying like, "Let's go out right now in the in the back right now. Let's go right now." So like, there is some. Cri- Let me put it this way, man: the Heat are number one in the East, number one. You know, albeit they're only one game ahead of the Bucks and they're on a two game losing streak, but they're still number one of the East. Is this is this the Heat falling apart, or is this? As Lyra would put it, just passion uh, being displayed within the team. I, when I saw the clip, 
so many thoughts went through my mind. There's a lot to digest from that clip, but my first thought yeah. was uh, just flashbacks to Jimmy Butler, the troublesome teammate. Uh, something that we saw in, in, in Minnesota, obviously. And uh, I, I can't remember if that was the case in, in Philadelphia or it was in Chicago, right? So, you know, a little bit of that came out, right? And I get it. He is, he's worked hard to get to where he's at, right? If you think about him being drafted in a similar position as Pascal Siakam and earning himself some all-NBA nods and all-stars and all that, mm-hmm. he's he's definitely worked hard and he's, he's earned the respect that he's given around the league. Having said that, to get to that point, you need to have a certain personality and it's a fiery one. And that came out in full display. I don't, again, I, I guess I haven't read up on this enough to know what was said and, and, and what caused the fight or the argument. But I will say that that was the first thought that came to my head, which is mm. I, that I haven't seen that, that fiery side, the negative one uh, on the heat and we're seeing it now. So that's on the, and before this, I didn't, think much about the heat in terms of like are they falling apart or anything if anything it was the exact opposite right this is a team that has an awesome lineup that's barely been together and a team that i would i don't have listed as the team i'm afraid of playing in it and i think that might be wise because they haven't played enough that there might not be enough chemistry uh to to get through a playoff series i i'm probably I'm probably like overstepping myself here, and I probably they probably are the second most worrisome team, uh, if I'm being really honest. But going back to the <laughs> clip, yeah, uh, Jimmy Butler was my first thought, but I have other thoughts. Uh, what about you? My other thought was uh, Kyle Lowry having the most Kyle yes. Lowry <laughs> yes. expression, him walking out, just saying, "All right, whatever," because he's been in this league for God knows how long. We've seen him have we've seen him having arguments with his teammates too, and. I I don't I think this was overblown to be honest. Um, yes, arguments happen. Uh, this you have you have arguments with your family all the time, and this team is a family. The basketball teams they are with their team more than their own families. So you're going to have arguments, especially if you have one goal in mind that is a hard as shit to get to. So you're gonna ha- and and like you said, you have really strong-headed minded people on uh, on this team that are going to explode sometimes and they just want to win as Kyle Lowry said they just want to win um and looking looking back at that game honestly it was basically a tie game until the fourth quarter so something went wrong i think it was like an 11-0 run and then you know heated heads started to bump i guess like it was just it was just interesting to watch and also interesting to see the type of a reaction that people were, were showing like oh my god is this the downfall of the heat or are or, or just before the playoffs and all that stuff and it's not like this is this is a competitive league and to stay competitive sometimes you kind of have to bump heads with your teammates so i thought that was really interesting also when <laughs> kawa Lowry was like there was there was this other it's same game, same game. I think Jimmy Butler was also arguing with Spo again, and then Kyle Lowry goes into the middle of the huddle and calls a timeout. <laughs> it's I, was like, I want to say that's the same argument. I, I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like they, if you see an extended version of the video, I think it's all part of the same argument. And oh my god, that's that's the second part of this that killed me. Yes, the first part, like you mentioned, he walks out right in the middle of that that fight, and and I thought that was a bit of a, a sign, right? It's like. 
Kyle Lowry is the type to, if he's not in the fight, he's trying to stop it. He's yeah. a, a peacemaker uh, of sorts. And and that usually translates onto the court if there's some sort of, you know, you've seen him hold back Serge Ibaka, for example. And it's yeah. it's uh, it was a, quite a big sign that he just walked away from that. It's like, this is not my fight, but this is yeah. your teammate. It should be kind of. Anyways, uh, so that was one part. And then the second part was, yeah, that timeout. It's My question was, is he calling timeout to the referees or is he calling timeout to... Yeah, Bo that's, and that's, Jimmy Butler, like, hey guys, guys, take a time out. Time, let's stop fighting yeah. here. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely my question too. And I hoped, I hope that it's the it's Lowry calling a timeout between the two. <laughs> I out, seriously hope. Like, and I think you know the best reaction on Twitter was remember remember that whole scuff between Jokic and Marquise Morris. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the game, they had that picture that that that, that like you have to you know put this in the Louvre with that picture of the security <laughs> guard holding back the, the entire Miami Heat team. So basically, the caption was the Miami Miami Heat team. Waiting for the Miami Heat. <laughs> Kate Vidal. Kate Vidal tweeted Kate? that oh, out. Oh, yes. Uh, Kate. Amazing. Kate, that was a tweet. That was a tweet of the night right yeah. there. Oh, Unbelievable. <laughs> you know those tweets that just make you LOL for real, though? They, they do. They absolutely do. And, and, and Kate's, a, Kate's definitely a, a star of Raptors Twitter. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Does this, like, let's take this out to the, the Miami Heat portion, though, right? I didn't ask you this. Is that is this a sign that there that there are, are are cracks in their armor like again we we already pointed this out earlier they're only a game and a half ahead of fourth place right so yeah uh, are there kinks in their armor or is this more of a you know just just let's hash it out and then move forward and you know win some games it's, here it's hard it's hard to say because you we kind of know jimmy butler's history right like you said Himself with the Timberwolves, himself with Chicago, it, him, him and his teammates don't vibe well all the time. Mainly because you know Jimmy is one of those players that, like, if you're not working as hard as him, then you're not part of his team. And it, it could be Kings. You could say that's a that's a kink in the armor, but they they're they're going to be facing pretty good teams coming forward, like moving forward with the last nine games. I mean, if they lose tomorrow against the Knicks, you're going to see another fight. If they yeah. lose against the Kings, you're going to see another fight. Yeah. Like they're, they have to win these games in order to solidify their, like, I don't know, status as number one, right? Like, and how, they should what number one. They should true. win. The, the, these are very winnable games. So if there was a time where you were going to fight, yeah, sure. Maybe it is against a, a, a Golden State team that's missing Curry and, and Draymond, a team that you should win, right? But you know, the, the thinking here is that they're a veteran team with a veteran coach and you know, assistant coach, if you want to call Haslam that. So they, they should turn things <laughs> around, right? And this is like almost the perfect lineup of games coming up with the, the Knicks and Kings on the, on the dock. Uh, if anything, the test will be how they perform against the Nets uh, on, on mm-hmm. the back end of a back-to-back with Kyrie mm-hmm. presumably playing. Like That's your test to see if you guys have kind of hashed things out and figured things out from a chemistry standpoint. But um, yeah, I want to see how the how they react to this, right? And and uh, if, anything, if, if they react how I anticipate they're going to react, then the Knicks are about to lose by about 40 points tonight. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put that into stone. Uh, absolutely. I'll be watching. 
that's going to be interesting to watch. Um, before we before we end this episode off, we got to let you guys know. Uh, I know that we teased it a little bit, so we're solidifying it. We got we got a special guest coming up. We're not going to say who it is because it's it's quite. I'm excited, man. I'm really excited, and I I appreciate you for for uh, I guess you know building this up for us and and communicating with the other end. Uh, but we got a Raptor legend coming up, and I can't cannot wait. So stay tuned. Uh, Jay's the one who's going to be interviewing. I believe Dre is as well, but we'll we'll decide that later. But I know that Jay, you're going to be definitely the one who's going to be interviewing, and I cannot friggin' wait, man. Uh, but we're not going to say who it is, right? No, we're not going to say it is. We gotta, we gotta okay. tease you. We gotta tease you. But you know, the second yeah. the episode gets released, there will be no more teasing because the name will be right there. But yeah, you know, stay tuned for our next episode. Uh, it should be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. And until then, Jay, where can we find you, brother? Are we gonna do some uh, recommendations here? Or do I do it in my oh. in my outro? What, what are we doing? How here? did I do that? How did you miss that, I, man? How did I like how I missed my own segment? Exactly. Right? That's my point. <laughs> I apologize. Okay, I'm not going to cut that. I have to keep that in. Jay, you weren't here last week. We did a weekly recommend. We're starting love a new this. weekly love recommend. This. I love it. I love it too. Basically, am I wrong though? Because last week I said that you would have recommended uh, March Madness anyways <laughs> if you weren't on it. You um, you were, yeah. I was, that's, I was going to say that during my weekly recommend, but yes, you were absolutely right because uh, have I been wearing Michigan Wolverines clothes for a week straight? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah right. Um, yeah, so... If you guys, if if uh, listeners, you guys are new to this, um, we starting to do a weekly recommend. We, we well, of course, we're Raptors fans, we're we're basketball fans, but you know, we also love other things too. So <laughs> we want to just recommend uh, what we're listening to, what we're watching, what we're reading, whatever it is. Uh, just you know, as a little side note of what was going on with our own lives. So first off, let me say what Dre is recommending this this week he recommended uh, atlanta season three the one with donald glover i've only seen season one and he said that season two is like a godsend so he's excited for season three that's his weekly recommend jay have you ever watched atlanta before i watched the first episode i think and yeah. i couldn't work it into my binge schedule so yeah uh it's definitely on the docket but uh yeah i'm not it's I'm definitely not caught up yeah, no, it's it's. There's it's only been two seasons, really. There's only been yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that season three just dropped. Wow. So wow, it, wow, it was wow. the start of a lot of people like Don, like Donald Glover is it Daniel Donald Childish Don. Gambino. Donald Glover, he's the star of the <laughs> Childish Gambino. Okay, he's the star of the show. Uh, but the but the other two, I honestly I can't say their name. I don't know their names, and I know Dre is probably kicking himself right now. But those two are are probably even better actors than Donald Glover on the show. Um, Paperboy and the other guy, I, I haven't seen. I've only watched one season a long time ago. But anyways, I that's what his his recommendation is, and I second that. Jay, what about you? What's your what's your yeah? And, and the other two, I mean, Brian Tyree Henry is already in in like he's in Eternals. Ah, like he's you. got he's got thank he's got you. his own right. And yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Lakeith Stanfield. I mean. He was in. Oh my gosh! The name of the movie is escaping. Me. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes, yes, and like he's just beautiful. Yeah, you're right. Like the the cast on here got like this is where they they kind of levitated their their own status and like mm-hmm. they all like just flew with it. 
Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, great recommendation there. Um, for me, I'm sticking with TV. Uh, I got word today that the second season of Bridgerton came out. So that's my, <laughs> uh, I guess you could say yes, guilty sir. pleasure. I don't know. Like, Listen, man, I already got that set up in Netflix. <laughs> me oh, and Christine were watching that tonight, man. Uh, I, I'm a big, <laughs> like, you know, before I got into streaming, you know, with, with cable TV, the, me and my wife were very much into anything that Shonda Rhimes put together, right? Mm. And then when she... Scandal. She, yeah. No, totally. My my yeah. wife, you know, lives and breathes scandal. And, uh, you know, nice. she still tries to catch, you know, Grey's Anatomy every now and then. But, um, yeah, we were very big. Like, we, it was like, book the time off. Don't spend any time with the kids whenever How to Get Away with Murder was on. But, like, with this one, with, with Bridgerton... I don't know if, if she'll get into this. Uh, I didn't bother her with, with season one. I was like, I think this is a bit too spicy for her. But for me, mm-hmm. it's just fine. Uh, and I can't wait. So season two, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I wasn't expecting that. And I appreciate it, Jay. I really <laughs> do. Because that's, yo, know, I don't care who who does or doesn't watch your, I think it's great art. I think it's, I think it's great entertainment. All right. No Reja Jean, but I do agree it's a great entertainment. Yeah. Um, and my my weekly recommend, uh, if you guys haven't seen it already, Batman. Mm. The new Batman movie is so good. It's mm. it's not mind-blowing. It's not like to, I grew up with the Dark Knight and I grew up like loving the the Christian Bale. You know, uh, Chris Miller, I never thought anything would gonna surpass that, especially with the uh, Superman uh, versus Batman that that catastrophe uh, <laughs> but but this batman is the 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 this batman is fantastic it's gritty it's dark uh the music i f- i love the music that's the best part about it uh pattinson's a great batman and that and the person who stole the throw was uh, zoe kravitz so definitely check that out if you can and watch it in theaters because <laughs> there is this um there's this really funny uh, meme going around where it's like the batman throughout the years and like how dark it's been so basically like beginning of the batman all the movies and then it just the hue just gets darker and darker and darker <laughs> until like this movie and it's just complete blank just like, <laughs> complete darkness <laughs> it's true you won't be able to watch that on your phone i didn't tell you that so right what now. you're saying is the the streaming service with the 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 camera version of it no, is not is not the way I, to go huh a pirate bay of the of the batman <laughs> is not the way to go i'll, I'll give you that much all right, all right. <laughs> that, I'll, I'll take that yeah yeah, exactly. That is that is my weekly recommend. I love this. I, I, I let you know. Let us know about your weekly recommends, listeners. We would love to know what you guys are listening, watching, reading. No matter what, no matter what. I think life outside of basketball is always nice to talk about. But okay, since I screwed it up, Jay, where can I find you, brother? You can find me on Raptors HQ, um, where you can find my weekly wrap up. I there's two weeks left in the season. It's I, it brings a tear to my eye because I love as much work as I and. I pour into that thing. It's it's kind of sad that there's only two more versions left where mm-hmm. I'm previewing the games of the week. So next week, there are four games. You outlined them already. And then we have one more after that. And that's it. So uh, find crazy. that over there. And that'll be the, my fourth season of, of the wrap-up, which is crazy to think. Um, find me on, on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. And that's where you're finding this podcast. And, you know, thank you for your readership, your listenership. And, yeah, I'm... Look out for next week, man. It's going to be a big one. 
Yep, absolutely. And you can find uh, Dre uh, with his films, Fatale. Oscars are this weekend, so uh, on this Sunday. So I'm sure if you want to see what he's up to, he you can find him in Films Fatale and his uh, podcast as well at the K Cut. You can find all of us at That's a Rap Pod. Again, we got a special guest coming up, so stay tuned. Until then, that's a rep. Insert Dre joke. Oh, uh, actually, shout out to uh, Jamal Crawford for his. Mm. There you That's go. True. The the nastiest crossover you'll ever see in the game. Kids don't know, man. Kids Michigan know alum, nowadays. baby. Michigan alum. Ooh. Are they in the Sweet Sixteen? Let's not talk about that. End okay. podcast now. <laughs> And recording 15 seconds ago. (laughs) 